Amen. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good to see all of you here this evening. Amen. Praise the Lord. Even though it's a little rainy outside, overcast, we have light in here. We have the sun in here. Praise God, if you know what I mean. We'll get started. So if you all want to stand, um, the musicians and uh, uh, Sister Bella, singers, come on up and we'll, uh, we'll get started. Been requested to pray for Sister Elder, Elder, Elder Deborah uh, Plenty Horse, Sister, Deb, uh, Sister Debbie's mom, uh, is going into the ER, so we're asked to pray for her this evening. And uh, let's pray for Brother Dan and Sister Dina. They're on their way back from Maine. And all those others that we have been praying for. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. But let's bind together right now. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us. Amen, Lord, for this gathering, oh Lord. We ask you to put your hand upon us, look down, and give us grace in your sight, Lord. Minister unto us. God, you know our needs, oh Lord. And I pray, Father, that you, offer, Lord, will fulfill your word. God, that when we come to you, Lord, when we cast all our cares upon you, Lord, that you will lift, O oh God, our burdens, O oh God, you administer unto us. Amen, Lord. And we pray, Lord, especially for Sister Deborah Plentyhorse, Lord, we ask that you would put your hand upon her right now. Lord, you know her need, O oh God. Touch her body right now, Lord. Touch her mind. Touch her spirit. Give her strength, O oh Lord. Amen. And faith, O oh God. Amen, Lord. Let your healing virtue, O oh God, let it strengthen her, Lord. Let it make her whole, Father. Lift her up, O oh God. We pray for those, Lord, and white over all your people, God. Minister unto them, Lord. God, we pray that you would continue to bless them, go before them. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. Amen. This fellowship, Lord, your people, oh God. We pray for Brother Dan and Sister Dina, Lord, as they travel. We pray that you would give them safe passage, Lord. Give them strength, oh Lord. Amen, Lord. Alertness, oh God. Amen, Lord. Be with them, Lord, that they can make their journey home, Father. This we ask in Jesus' name. Bless us tonight, Lord. Amen. Bless your word, oh God. Let us have liberty. Let us have ears to hear, Lord. Let us have hearts to, amen, receive, oh God, your engrafted word, which is able to save us, oh Lord. Put your hand upon us. Bind us together that we can be of one mind and of one spirit and one accord together, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, Lord. We ask, oh Lord, and we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Friday evening will be ministerial development and uh, I threw the names in the pot and praise the Lord. Came up with Brother Silas Marshall and Brother Cason Sykes. I just didn't know what was going on there. I said, Lord. I said, Lord. I said, man, there's true luck to worship God. Too. They're always in the amen corner. So obviously they must have something. I don't know. Praise God. But we'll schedule them in the future. <laughs> Brother uh, Rich Zephyr and uh, Brother Sinaway Marshall. The topic, the, the topic will be from Romans chapter 11, verse number 29. So you can familiarize yourself with that. So Friday evening, ministerial development. Amen. That's it. We will be doing. We'll be gathered here again in the house of the Lord for that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. We're coming down to the last week of October. Wow. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. How quickly this year is going by. Amen. Things are happening. Mm -hmm. Each day we Amen, that we come to, and each day that passes, obviously, closer to the coming of the Lord. Amen. And, uh, hallelujah. So we need to be alert, we need to be aware, and uh, obviously aware of the times that we're living in, things happening. Praise God. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. We need to be obedient to the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So that He can lead us. I know we've said that so many times in the past few weeks. Not just myself, but uh, several others. Talking about not taking our salvation for granted. Mm -hmm. Amen. His coming is near and we need to be, amen, on, on top. Amen. Doing what we can to live for God. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I've, been, I've been looking at uh, material uh, in the Word of God, certain things in the Word of God concerning, you know, the Lord's uh, time, His His times and seasons and all this and uh, obviously you know there's so much contained in the scripture uh, to us uh, to a lot of people to maybe even to some of us it doesn't seem like anything but obviously there's uh, there's hidden 
truth that is there that uh, I believe the time we're entering in it's going to be uh, quickened and God's going to give us understanding and, and when we think that uh, everything has been said and done about this message, we're obviously we're wrong. There's so much more uh, that is there and that God is going to do. I, I, I certainly believe that in my understanding. And it's just based upon not just you knowing these things, but uh, even being familiar with the with the Holy Ghost, with the with the leading of the Spirit, and that's where it's gonna going to it's going to come down to. So, Amen. We we need to be looking forward to the things of God, what God's going to do. If we're aware of that, then will our understanding will be uh, more more uh, fruitful, mm -hmm. knowing what God is going to do, because we all have a purpose, we all have a calling. Mm -hmm. And that scripture verse there that I gave to these brethren, that's. Uh, kind of centers a little bit on that too, but uh, you can take that and you can go with it. You can pray about it and you can ask the Lord to show you what that means. And obviously He will, so. Amen. Take it and go. Hallelujah. But I'm glad I'm here. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. That's the reason why I'm here, because of the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, just to be able to enter into his presence with thanksgiving and to offer up a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving mm -hmm. enter his courts with praise and his Amen. his gates with thanksgiving mm -hmm. hallelujah so it's wonderful beautiful mm -hmm. what can open up to us when we do that <laughs> coming into the house of god mm -hmm. coming into this little place yes. i was in my mind the other day i was in here and i was just meditating, praying. And I was looking at all these empty seats. Of course, you know, there's a few of us in here. Has been the past few weeks. And I said, Lord, obviously, you know, uh, you know, there's some empty seats in here. And, and I know your will. I know your plan. I know, I know what our potential is and what you're going to do. And uh, there's going to be a day when uh, these seats are going to uh, be filled up again. Uh, with 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 people, and we don't know who souls, mm -hmm. maybe backsliders, maybe new new souls. But whatever happens, you know. And I was thinking, Lord, obviously, there's a reason why uh, we're still in this place, in this in this building, doing what we're doing because we haven't reached that reached that that part to where we're bursting over yet. Mm -hmm. But there could be a day when that's going to come, and when that comes, then things are obviously going to. You know, we're, we're going to see some changes take place. And, amen. But we're not necessarily in it for numbers either. Mm -hmm. We're not in it just so we can get hundreds and thousands of people in here. We're looking for not numbers in that sense, but uh, people that want to be saved. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why the Bible says uh, that the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> It's not the the numbers. It's it's the you know not so much the, the it's it's what's going to happen. It's those. It's the quality, mm -hmm. yeah. the salvation, the message, and everything that's going to be, uh, amen, fulfilled. So I you know, amen. So just just be be ready. Be 
be expecting because you never know what God's going to do. Uh, not just through what we experience in here, the fellowship in His presence, but even in the Word. Uh, illumination of His Word, understanding, even going into more uh, depth in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Like Paul said, we can't even comprehend the depth. We can't comprehend the width. We can't comprehend the height of it. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So don't think that you have acquired it all. <laughs> There's more to come. More understanding. More things that are going to confirm what we know. Add on to it. Build on to it. But uh, uh, our, our presence here is Important. It's a good thing that we're all gathered here. There's a few of us, like I said. It's a good thing we're gathered here. Mm-hmm. Turn with me to Book of Acts, chapter two, and we'll start there. The very, very familiar book, hopefully to all of us. This is the handbook of the Apostolic Church. <laughs> Praise God. It's amazing how a lot of uh, Bible teachers, theologians, will just brush through the book of Acts. Amen. They will never expound on you know, what took place in the book of Acts. Obviously, their best explanation is that while that was the early church and we don't do things like that no more, I don't, I don't find that in the Bible. Amen. I don't find that... In the New Testament, I don't find that where we can excuse that and say that you know we're exempt from the Book of Acts. We are not exempt from the Book of Acts. It's still a Book of Acts church, Amen. and we are the Book of Acts church. And so we cannot just pass by these things and say that was for uh, the first century church. No, it's not. It's it's for the twenty first or twenty second century we're, we're in. So it's for this century too. So the same message, Amen. the same Jesus, mm-hmm. the same Holy Ghost, Amen. the same miracles, signs, and wonders. Oh boy, people really don't like hearing that. Amen. Uh, praise God, because that's what needs to accompany the Word of God. All the signs, confirmation of His Word. That's when you know His Word is being confirmed, when there's confirmation. Of course, you have to preach the truth in order to have confirmation of the truth. And that's the real deal. So, amen. It's wonderful. But amen in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse number 41, it says, Then they that gladly received His word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Ooh, that's a... That must have been something. Amen. Well, any preacher would love to preach to that many souls and have them receive the gospel. Amen. Amen. Ooh, man. Man, talk about, amen, being blessed with uh, fruit. Amen. Uh, obviously, the church started out, obviously, if I want to say it like this, on the right foot. <laughs> There were people obviously there that were hungry for God. Mm-hmm. As the prophet said that to Joseph and Mary, 
when they brought Jesus to the temple and he said he was waiting for the consolation of the God of Israel. Amen. So there were there, some that were obviously hungry, waiting for God. They, were, they knew that, amen, things were going to change. There was going to be a change in the covenant. And obviously they had that understanding. They were uncertain how, but they knew that that consolation was coming. So they were waiting for it. They were expecting it. So obviously that happened. And that's why 3,000 souls mm -hmm. received the gospel and were baptized and were filled with the Holy Ghost. Man. Man, 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 man. So, I just pray that happens here. Amen. Yes. I pray that people can come to the knowledge of the truth. Anyway, it says, uh, and they continued, they continued. They continued. Everybody say continued. Continued. They continued. After they got saved, they stuck with it. Amen. <laughs> yes. Faithfulness. Consistency. Amen. Consistency. Being there. Every, every day. Every time the doors are open. Every time something's happening, boy, there they are. You couldn't even scare them away if you tried. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you couldn't. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because they love the Lord. Amen. They love the Lord. They continued steadfastly. Mm -hmm. Steadfastly. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's telling you something there. In the Apostles' Doctrine and Fellowship and in Breaking of Bread and in Prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the Apostles and all that believed were together and had all things common. Wow. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So I'm glad I'm here. What about you? Amen. So obviously I, 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 I'm one of those ones that mm -hmm. should be saved. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Bottom line is you should desire to be saved. Mm -hmm. You should want to be saved. Amen. And there should be nothing stopping you from being saved. He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Mm -hmm. Praise God. So to be able to uh, continue on, to be able to, as the Bible says, they continued, they continued steadfastly. So, so when we talk about this, and we talk about what they 
uh, we're enjoined in. And of course, that's, that's the calling of God. Mm-hmm. That's the calling of God. So when you think about it, you think about it and you go over, uh, go over with me to the book of uh, Ephesians. We're going to be romping and stomping around Ephesians a, a little bit this evening. But uh, look, look what it says in Ephesians when you think about it. And, and this is what it says. It says uh, there in verse number 4, chapter 4 and verse number 4, it says, There is one body, and there is one spirit. One body and one spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One hope of your calling. One calling. Jesus reaching out to us through the gospel, one calling, one hope of our calling. There's only one way. And let me just break it down just mm-hmm. simply so people can understand it. There's only one way to be saved. Amen. And I hope you can find that one way. Amen. There's a lot of determinants. There's a lot of detours mm-hmm. right now that, guess what? The devil doesn't want any person to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. So he would try to put up a lot of different uh, beliefs out there, different faiths, different, uh, if I want to say it in that sense, there's only one true church, but a lot of churches. Amen. People that uh, you know profess to know God, profess to know truth and salvation. But let me tell you something. If we want to be, and I'm not, I'm not saying just trying to belittle or judge anybody. It's just what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I came across that message. I'm glad I believed it. Amen. I'm glad I obeyed it because I used to belong to one of those mm-hmm. churches. Amen. And I found out, you know, and, and it was true. There wasn't really nothing uh, about the Word of God that they emphasized. It was just nothing about religion mm-hmm. and, and uh, philosophy and mm-hmm. tradition and all that, nothing really, uh, as far as the the scripture and the interpretation of the scripture was never really expounded, never really discussed, or never really described, or anything, any in any detail. It was just general information, and that's all you needed to know, just to have that general information. So a lot of people tonight are satisfied with general information. Amen. Amen. And and so there's this, uh, like I said, there's this distraction. Which which one are you going to? Which one are you a part of? I used to be part of one, but I'm not anymore. I'm part of the only one now. Amen. Thank God that I am. Amen. And uh, this is Bible study, remember. Amen. We're studying the Word of God. Amen. And that's, this is what the Word of God teaches. There's one body, there's one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Think about that. That's a good reason why we should never take our salvation for granted. Mm-hmm. Amen. Why we should never take our fellowship 
for granted. Because mm -hmm. we need it. Yes. We need it. The Apostle Paul again states in 1 Corinthians 1.9, if you want to go there, and look what he says here in 1 Corinthians 1.9. And he says, he says this, he said, God is faithful. He's faithful. By whom ye were called. There's that word again, called. God is faithful by whom ye were called. Unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> you were called unto the fellowship mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. Unto the fellowship. So you can read that and, and you can think about it this way. Of course, when we talk about the fellowship, the fellowship, that means the communion or the companionship being in communion, and what that means is this. I'm not, you know, that word means this. It means you're communicating. You're communicating in the sense that you're always in contact. Mm -hmm. Are you listening? Amen. You're always in contact. You're in contact. You're communicating. The communion of the Lord. So our fellowship is in Him. First of all, He's the one that called us. And He's the one that, after we obeyed the Scripture, He filled us with His Spirit. Mm -hmm. We were baptized with the Holy Ghost. And of course, you know what happened after you were baptized with the Holy Ghost? You spoke in tongues. Mm -hmm. As the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Mm -hmm. You were born from above. And then, amen, either we were baptized in Jesus' name afterwards, or some of us, Amen. We're baptized before we receive the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. But that is the fellowship. That is the communion that uh, Paul is talking about. God is faithful by whom we, ye were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And you go over into the book of 1 John, chapter 1, and you see this. Verse number 3. It says, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. Now pay attention to what the apostles are saying here. Because obviously they have written this because they have, they have that understanding. They know what it's like. They know what salvation is all about. They know what fellowship is all about. They know the working of God in them. And in the body. So if you see the way they say it. That which we have seen and heard. How many of you have seen and how many of you have heard? Do you know what I'm talking about? Praise God. We're talking about the presence of God. The presence of His Spirit. We're talking about the manifestation of His presence. Because that's what we have fellowship with, don't we? We've come into fellowship with Him through Amen. The, the, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. 
And so here we are. We have that fellowship. We have engaged in that fellowship because that's our calling to be called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we are. And that's what he says. He says, we declare, he said, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. Mm -hmm. Fellowship with who? Well, fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. And if we have fellowship with his son, we're going to have fellowship with the father. Amen. And if we have fellowship with both of those, amen. If we have fellowship with the father and we have fellowship with Jesus, guess what? We're going to have fellowship with one another also. Ooh. My, my, my. So he says, he says, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, now listen to this. Am I describing two people? No. I'm describing just one, isn't it? Because, guess what? How would you, how would you, uh, interpret how would you define that we have fellowship with the father yes we do have fellowship with the father how many of you have the holy ghost Amen. we have fellowship with his son how do we fellowship with the son Amen. guess what we're in the body of christ aren't we Amen. the church mm -hmm. is his body amen. amen so we have fellowship with the son so we see that and amen so that's why what Jesus mentioned in Matthew uh, 18, uh, 20 should make sense to us. We should understand that when he said that uh, for wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. In other words, we have entered into that fellowship. Now, here we are. There's more than two or three of us in here. We know if there was just two or three, guess what? We would still have fellowship mm -hmm. with his presence. With him, with his body. So we so we see that. We see that. That's something important for us to understand. Why do you think you feel the way you do when you come into the house mm -hmm. of God? Amen. How many of you have ever noticed that? Mm -hmm. You can walk into any other building, any other place, any other environment. Yeah. Guess what? Mm -hmm. But when you come into the house of God, mm -hmm. guess what? There's something, when we walk into the presence of God, it's noticeable, isn't it? Yeah. There's just a, uh, a presence. Mm -hmm. If I want to say it, a dimension mm -hmm. that we walk into. There's... There's something that, you know, uh, the world does not understand, but we do. Mm -hmm. Praise God. We walk into His presence and, and it's here. And that's something that, you know, we are aware of. Some of us know it right off. Some of us can feel it right off. Some of us, sometimes, we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. But God is here. He's real. Amen. His presence is here. It's real. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. This is... This is what he's called us to, this fellowship. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so significant, and that's why it's so distinct, and that's why it's so different than the world mm -hmm. coming into this place. I mean, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And if you really were that sensitive to the Holy Ghost, if you were that God-fearing, if you love God so much, that 
presence would be so noticeable to you. Yes. Praise God. You would be in awe. Amen. I mean, I, can, I, I, uh, I, I know the presence of the Lord is here. I can feel it. Sometimes when, when, when the presence of the Lord is strong, you know, it comes in, in different waves. Like Jesus said, thou hearest, uh, you can hear the wind, but you can't see where it's coming from or where it go, goes. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but you can't see where, whence it comes and whether it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So the, so the Spirit of God moves and we can, we can, in a sense, feel His moving. We don't know where it's coming from. And we don't know where it's going, but we know it's here, don't we? Yeah. There's a presence that we know is here. We can, we can tap into it. Amen. If we know that that's how close we are to His presence. We're walking right in His presence. It's, it's interesting. Listen to this. Because right now we're in the fellowship. God's Spirit just fills this room. But you know what's really different? This is, this is what's different. Some of us that love the Lord, His presence is in us. It's abiding in us. But some of us that are unbelieving, doubtful, skeptical, disobedient, guess what? It's not in us. You can almost, it's almost like slicing butter. If you know what I mean. You can, you can tell when somebody is knows or is plugged into His presence. Because you can see the difference. But you can tell when somebody is, is not. that The presence of the Lord is not right here. You can tell just by the light or the look of the eyes. You can, you can see, uh, if, if I want to use that word, the estrangement. When you're not familiar, when you don't know, when you're skeptical, my, 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 my. <laughs> That's why it's important to us. That's why it should be important to us. You think about it. God does things. He prescribes he ordains he gives direction he gives commandments statutes ordinances all these and in a sense he brings it down to our level so we can understand because the carnal mind cannot understand the things that are of the spirit of God but he brings it to a place where we can understand it so we can comprehend it. But when you think about it, God does it so we can understand what's taking place or what, what is it that we need to know or we need to be aware of. He does it so that we can make sense of it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so right now, you know, we, we come into this place. Does anybody ever know why you come to church? <laughs> Decatur? Do you know why you come to church? Huh? You don't have to be embarrassed. Christy, you know why you come to church? 
say nothing but if you know why you come to church Dane do you know why you come to church you do praise God what about you Jojo you know why you come to church Gabriel do you know why you come to church alright he understands we should all understand why we come to church first of all his presence is here We're going to enjoy in some fellowship. We're going to get together with Him. We're going to get together with one another. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going, to, we're going to enter into His presence. Praise God. Uh, just to kind of give you an understanding, go with me back into the book of Exodus. Um, kind of give you an idea. Because remember what he was telling Moses that he said, make sure that you, uh, when you're building this tabernacle, make sure that you build everything according to the pattern that was showed you on the mount. Uh, there's a reason why it was a type and shadow. It was a type and shadow of, of you know, the New Testament. So he said in uh, Exodus 33, if I didn't give you a chapter, Exodus 33, I'll let you get there. Verse number 9, it says, And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle. Does that sound strange? I mean, does that sound familiar? <clears throat> as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. Can you imagine seeing that? That cloud, that cloud, that pillar of a cloud during the daytime. Nighttime it was a pillar of fire. But right there in the midst of Israel, right in the midst of their camp, right above the tabernacle. Man, talk about a manifestation of God's presence. If I seen that, you know what? All my fears would be gone. If I was living back then, I was an Israelite, and I seen that, you know what? I said, hey, what's the big worry? We've got him on our side. Amen. Huh? Amen. How many people could say that about a God? There's a lot of idols. Huh? Yes. That can't walk, that can't talk, right. that can't see, that can't hear. Amen. And they put their faith in that idol mm -hmm. and they feel secure. Mm -hmm. They have some kind of assurance. But that's just an idol. It's empty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's man-made. <laughs> that's why he's, huh? he's the real deal. Yeah. He is the living God. Amen. The only God. The living Amen. God. The true God. Amen. And He's the one that created everything. Yes. Praise God. He even created the tree. Amen. Amen. That they carved the idol out of. Amen. Praise God. He even created the man that carved the idol. Amen. Praise God. That's how real He is. Yes. 
So when you think about that, and you think about you know that you know having that pillar of cloud there and that pillar of fire, uh, that to me should have settled anybody's mind. Like man, what do we have to worry about? Right. We have God with us. Amen. Man, mm -hmm. we have fellowship with a God. Right. We have com communion. We have companionship with a God. Amen. Here's the thing about it. Listen, listen to this. Now, here's another important uh, thing if you read the scriptures. That pillar of a cloud did not follow them around. They followed it around. Here's the thing. God will never follow us. Right. We follow him. Amen. Some people think God will follow them. No, He won't follow them. We have to follow Him. Amen. Praise God. So you think about that. Just think about that. But He says that. He says that. Moses went to the tabernacle and the pillory cloud descended and uh, stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the, <clears throat> the Lord talked with Moses. That was communion. That was fellowship. That was the meeting place. Or they could get together, and if I want to just kind of make it so you can understand it, so so they they could hang out together. Mm -hmm. Amen. Wow, mm -hmm. man! I tell you what, fellowship has a a, a powerful meaning, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. We're hanging out together. Yes, we are, mm -hmm. but we're also hanging out with God. Amen. And. You go into you go back into uh, chapter twenty five of Exodus and you, and you get a little bit more <clears throat> of a detailed description of you know what took place between uh, Moses and, and the Lord and their relationship, their fellowship, and twenty five and twenty two and it says and, and this is what it says it says and there I will meet with thee he's talking to Moses. And I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. He's talking about the Holy of Holies. From between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. So that was a place where, guess what, they had fellowship. So they could come together. They could come together and God can speak to him and Moses can speak to him. They can speak to one another. Fellowship, communion, praise God. So it kind of gives you an idea, doesn't it? Gives you an idea. But back then, under the Old Testament covenant, Obviously, the difference between that covenant and this covenant was that men were not filled with the Spirit of God. But today, we are filled with the Spirit of God. We have His Spirit abiding in us, living in us. That's amazing, isn't it? We have the Spirit of God living in us, so you think about that. That fellowship that we have, we're we're blessed people to to have that fellowship in that, if I want to say it, on that level or in that degree. Man, I tell you what, praise God.
Think about it. Going back to uh, the New Testament in the book of Ephesians, and you see what the Apostle Paul uh, <clears throat> said in Ephesians chapter 3, and in verse number 8, he said, Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. The unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men, look what he says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. What is the fellowship of the mystery? My, my, my. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is the fellowship of the mystery? You know, our faithfulness and our consistency will definitely be rewarded. You keep humbling yourself to God's will. You keep obeying God's word. You keep the fellowship of His Spirit in you and with God's people, the body. We cannot do without the body of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Praise God. We belong to the body. God put us in the body. Yes. So we are here and we, we have a purpose in the body of Jesus Christ. We cannot be on our own. We cannot be by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need the body. Mm -hmm. Amen. The body, Paul talks about that. If one, one member is lacking, then all the other parts will be affected. Yeah. So that's why fellowship is important. That's why the body is important. We can tell that, can't we? When some are absent, some are gone, it affects the body, doesn't it? Yes. Amen. So we knew that's, we know that's important, but when we see that, the fellowship of the mystery, when we keep, when we keep, amen, coming, when we keep coming into the presence of God, when we're faithful and obedient to Him, there is obviously, <clears throat> amen, a, a reward given to them who are of such uh, uh, faithfulness. We come to that point of serving the Lord. And when we talk about that word mystery, everybody say mystery. mystery. A mystery in this sense means something that is hidden. Something that is hidden. You cannot, in a sense, see it or you cannot understand it. It's a truth that is hidden. The only way that you can come to know, amen, what that mystery is, is to be, uh, to receive the right of initiation. So when you receive the right of initiation, then you are allowed to know what that mystery is. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
you and I have received the right of initiation. Why? We have been born again of the water and of the spirit. But because of our continued faithfulness and steadfastness and obedience to, amen, the word of God. Guess what? There's some things some of us don't understand right now. There's still a mystery to us. But if you keep on serving the Lord, there's going to be a day when the Lord's going to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up their understanding. Amen. The fellowship of the mystery. If you, There's a re good reason why we come to church. So that we can receive so that God can impart to us amen the wisdom and the knowledge that he desires us to have the spiritual inheritance remember what I said earlier about the natural man receives not the things of, of God because they are foolishness unto him amen when we don't have that desire to really want to know God or get close to God guess what we will never really understand we will never fully comprehend we will never come to that place mm -hmm. right. amen. in the spirit mm -hmm. but when we come and when we humble ourselves guess what's going to happen you're, gonna, you're going to receive understanding of that mystery. It's not going to be a mystery to you anymore. Mm -hmm. You're going to know. It's going to, knowledge is going to be imparted unto you. Amen. As Paul said in chapter 1 of this book, he said that spiritual understanding, the spirit of wisdom and understanding mm -hmm. be given unto you. Mm -hmm. Now, just let me... Just let me uh, remind you what he's talking about here. He's talking about the church. He's talking about the body. Mm -hmm. This fellowship. He's talking about. We can look at one another. And yeah, we could probably, you know, in a sense, relate to one another because we see each other in the flesh. But how many of you see in the spirit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's what this is all about. Fellowship in the spirit. Fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. In the body. Fellowship with one another. Mm -hmm. Praise God. So we have that fellowship. And we need to understand that. That's what we should be looking for. For and looking to see not the carnal things the spiritual things Amen. the spiritual things because in the fellowship in the body the spiritual things amen are alive they're present they're moving and they're activated by our faith so when we believe when we make that connection by faith guess what happens there we're, we're, we're able he imparts them to us we're able to receive them mm -hmm. the spiritual the spiritual things of god Amen. the spiritual understanding mm -hmm. jesus said that he, he gave them a little uh lesson he said you don't know what i'm doing right now mm -hmm. but you will know hereafter there's a day that you're going to know there's a day you're going to understand you don't comprehend it now, but there's going to be a day when you are going to comprehend it. That's what happens. Amen. 
when you allow yourself to be, amen, faithful to the things of God, amen. that mystery is going to be revealed. It's not going to be something that, amen, you will have difficulty understanding or knowing what it is. The mystery. You know why? Because I'm still, he's still talking about it. It's, it's his body. That's what he's referring to there. The fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now look what he says. To the intent, God's intent, his intentions, that now unto the principalities <coughs> and powers, in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So in this fellowship, guess what? In this fellowship, it's important for you to understand this. In this fellowship, it's important for us to understand that there are things, there are mysteries, there are callings, there are gifts that God, His intent is to impart them to us. As you grow in the Lord, you're going to experience that. As you become mature and you understand, then God will, amen, impart to you that spiritual understanding so you can, amen, you can come to that knowledge. You can come to that understanding. That revelation. Mm -hmm. The spiritual. Mm -hmm. amen. Think about it. That's what's here in the Holy Ghost. That's why I say church should never be born. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Fellowship should never be dead. Amen. Are you listening? Yes. It should be vibrant. Amen. It should be lively. Amen. Praise God. Jeez. There should be life. You know why? Because if we're if we have entered his presence, guess what? We are coming into contact with his spirit, and his spirit is an eternal spirit. So as a result of his spirit being an eternal spirit, we are touching, we are making contact, we are communing with eternal life. So as a result, guess what? The Spirit of God brings life. To his people. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's why we feel. Certain things the way we feel. When we come into the presence of God. Amen. So we see that. So that's what that's what we have here. In the presence of the Lord. Is, is all these. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's something interesting. Uh, in the same book. In the same book in Ephesians, uh, praise the Lord. Well, first of all, 
Let's go to Philippians chapter 1. I, I want to go there first. I, something came to my mind, so I'm gonna, I want to focus on that a little bit here. Philippians chapter uh, 1, right after the book of Ephesians. Look at verse number, uh, we'll start with uh, verse number 2. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, even from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. So Paul's letting the saints of Philippi know that, hey, man, I've been praying for you. I'm praying for all the saints there. I've been making requests with joy. Man, I'm so, I feel so uh, refreshed and so joyful at, amen, what you have there in in. The church at Philippi, your fellowship, that's what he's talking about. Always in every prayer of mine. For you all making requests with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So you think, you look at that. Paul was talking about the fellowship that they had the fellowship they received. He was thankful. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. He was saying, Saints of Philippi, you have it together because you have fellowship. You're fellowshipping with one another. Ever since you heard the gospel, guess what God did? He brought you together. And so now you have that fellowship. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have fellowship with Jesus and fellowship with one another. So that's what the Apostle Paul was saying. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. So when we look at that and we see what he's talking about is fellowship, go with me to uh, chapter 2 in the same book. He says this in verse number 1, if there, if, there, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if there's going to be any reward, that's what he's talking about. Any consolation. If there's going to be any reward in Christ. If any comfort of love. If any fellowship of the Spirit. If any bowels and mercies. I know some people have a hard time understanding what he was meaning when he talks about bowels and mercies. In other words, what he was talking about was this. Your feelings ought to be deep. Are you listening to me? Yes. Your feelings ought to be deep. This is something that you should feel deeply in the inner man. Bowels. In other words, your, your most inward parts. Guess what? You should believe in the fellowship that you have with the Lord and with one another. Amen. Amen. That deep feeling of love and that deep feeling of togetherness. There's a reason why the Apostle Peter said this, that, uh, amen, that love covers a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. If we let love abound in our fellowship, guess what? We're not always going to be at odds with one another. Right. If there are any differences, they're going to be taken care of. You know why? Because love is there. Yes. 
Because we're going to learn to love one another. Learn how to love one another. See past. Are you, are you listening to me? Seeing past our humanity. And seeing, amen, the love of God. I know the church is not perfect. But there's, there's, you know what he said? Love was the bond of perfectness. Remember this. Nobody in here is a judge or a lawgiver. Right. We're all going to stand before him one day. Yes. And we all have to give an account to him the things that we've done in this body. Right. Isn't that a fearful thought? Mm -hmm. huh? It's going to happen. Amen. Whether we believe it or not, it's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. We're going to have to stand before him. We're going to have to give an account that's why we need to realize this, that there's only one judge. Mm -hmm. Who are we to look at one another? Right. You have enough to worry about in yourself. Yes. Why worry about somebody else? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Jesus. My, my, my. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So he says that. Let me tell you something. That is something that is so distinct when it is heartfelt. When it's deep down in your innermost being. When it's in, you know, they say that, that feeling in your gut. When it's there, it'll make a big difference in your life. It'll make a big difference in you. Everything that you do, like Paul said, like I mentioned the other day, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Right. In other words, guess what? This thing, we have, to, we have to do this with everything that we are and everything that we are consisted of yes. in our being. Mm -hmm. Everything. We can't come up here half-hearted. Are you listening to me? Yes. We can't come up here lukewarm. We can't come up here, praise God, if we don't really love God. We can't really serve Him if it's not, amen, with all our heart, our soul, and our strength. So think about that. Because you can tell, you can discern when somebody isn't doing it with all their hearts. I really believe this. So we all need to pay attention. We all need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Yes. But I really believe this. That if you listen to the Spirit, the Spirit is going to lead you. Yes. It's going to guide you. It's going to give you understanding. You're going to know what the Lord expects of you, what your calling is, what you, what you are doing in the body. But there's going to be a day, I believe, and it's happening right now, that if you're not in it with all your heart, if you're here just going through the motions, you know what, what's going to happen? God is going to separate you. Yeah. All you people that are up here on this platform, all you people, you might say to yourself, it's only the preacher has to, amen, uh, be in that place of prayer and, and all that. No, no, no. 
You. You. Guess what? This is the, what did we read earlier? One body, one spirit. Huh? In order for us to come together and, and be in that fellowship together, to have that unity and fellowship, we all have to be filled with that one spirit. We all have to be have our minds, like Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians 1.10. He said, all, all come together uh, in, in the same mind, in the same spirit. Amen. All being, speaking the same thing. Are you listening to me? Amen. Having that unity and harmony. Why? It's important because if we're not in sync, it can be detected. It can be discerned. And we go about it so haphazardly. That's why we need to have that fellowship. That's why we need to have that unity of the Spirit. So you think about that. So he says, if there be therefore any consolation, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, if, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. <laughs> what a task when there are so many different personalities sitting in this congregation. Amen. And it's not just going to happen just because we want it to happen. Right. Are you listening to me? Or I want it to happen. It's going to happen because we all really sincerely have a desire to be in the fellowship of His Spirit. Let nothing be done through strife. Through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Man, that's hard for humans to do. We always want to look down at one another. Ooh. In other words, you're supposed to think more about your brother and sister than you do yourself. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. In other words, be concerned about your brother and sister. That's not saying be nosy. It means that when you know, you know, be concerned about your brother or your sister. Be concerned. Yes. Be concerned. Be aware. Jesus. If they're not in the place they are spiritually, well, you know what the Bible says? Those that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Yes. Not rebuking. Right. Jesus. Woo-hoo. Here's news for you. The ministry, the pastor, the ministry is the only one given with authority to rebuke. Here's something. I want you to understand this. I've confronted this several times in the past. You all, the Bible says, the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. If you're Holy Ghost filled, you won't do anything 
to usurp authority over the man of God. In other words, the ministry has the final word, has the final say, not you. And if you're in the spirit, you should know that you work with the ministry. You know, it's something we learned that under Brother Gerritsen, under Brother Javier, under Brother Gerritsen, we learned that. We learned how to follow the ministry. We learned how to take their directive. Brother Gerritsen would tell us certain things. We do it. We wouldn't deviate from it. We humble ourselves. But we were learning. We were learning to be led of the Spirit. And let me tell you something. I'm glad I learned that way. Because guess what? Be honest with yourself. You don't know everything. And here's another thing. The Spirit of God will always bear witness. Like Paul said, if you receive something, huh? in, in a sense, he said, see if somebody else besides you received the same thing also. If it was revealed to you, then it could be revealed to them. That's how you know the Spirit always bears witness. Mm-hmm. Praise God. But if, if, if not, then he said, what did he say? Keep silent. Mm-hmm. Keep silent. So listen. He says, he says that. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Woo-hoo. So if we have the mind of Christ, that's the way we are going to be. That's going to be our mentality. That's going to be the way we operate. That's, that's really important for us to understand that. Um, Amen. I was uh, I was feeling something in the spirit, and the Lord was kind of He was directing me, and and uh, just let me let me say something. Just let me say something. Just listen to this. You need to be careful who you fellowship with. You need to be careful who you associate with. Because a lot of times, if you're not strong enough, if you're not knowledgeable enough in the Word, you could be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You could be influenced. You could be persuaded. Mm -hmm. So you need to be careful. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 9, look what it says. When James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas, look what he says, the right hands of fellowship. In other words, you know, if you if you study what was going on here in the book of Acts and in Galatians, what Paul's talking about, when Paul began to reach out to the Gentiles and went to go minister to the Gentiles, and 
he came back to Jerusalem with the report and they were kind of skeptical of Paul at the first because they thought, is he really preaching the gospel? So, but when he began to witness and testify of them that he said the same grace that amen came to us is the same grace that the Gentiles are receiving. In other words, he said the Holy Ghost is falling on them. They're speaking in tongues. We're baptizing them in Jesus' name. So you know what they said? Wow! God's doing the same thing He did with us at the first. Mm -hmm. It's the same Spirit. It's the same teaching. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you know what they did? Okay, that's good. So you know what they said? We're giving you the right hand of fellowship. You know why? Because you're preaching the same message we're preaching. Mm -hmm. Amen. Are you listening? It's really important for us to understand that. Because some people, we've learned that. We've learned that. Some people will lie. Happened to us not too long ago. I'm not going to say no names. I felt in my spirit that this person wasn't, you know, I should have just went with what I felt and said, nope. But I asked him, I said, Did you, do you believe in Jesus' name? He said, yes, I do. I said, Are you, do you believe in the infant of the Holy Ghost speaking tongue? Yes, sir, I do. So I said, okay, guess what? I let him stand behind this pulpit and preach. But I felt something in my spirit that I knew something was just not kosher. Come out to find out later, he didn't believe what we believe. Right. But guess what? He lied. Mm -hmm. He lied. That's why we have to be careful. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to be careful. Look what the scripture says going back to Ephesians chapter 5. We're almost, oh man. Man, man, man. Where does time go? I'm going to, I'm going to. Ephesians Ephesians uh, 5, if you want to go there. I just have a couple scripture verses. And this is what it says, Ephesians 5 and verse number 11. Uh, well, let's, let's back up. Let's back up to verse number 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. I like that little smiley face. And that wink at there at the end of that statement. <laughs> Holy Ghost is saying, see? Uh, That's where the Spirit is. Amen. Giving you that wink, say, hey. Amen. Praise God. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. He said, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather, reprove them. When you see, of course, Paul says that we're to speak the truth in love. But when we see it, 
we should reprove it. We should have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Something that we should not do. Something that should should never happen. Go back to, real quickly, like, go back to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 14. Look what it says. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Wow. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't believe that way. Well, let's go on. He says, And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Too many times... I've seen too many people not win, but were taken the other way when they fellowshiped with people that were not of the same persuasion. Too many times I've seen that happen. When you're not strong enough, obviously, if they don't listen to what you have to say, then what you need to do is turn around and walk away. But too many times I've seen people fall into that condemnation. And that's not right for us to do that, being the people of God. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 4, again. And this is what it says, verse number 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now look what he says. From... Whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So that's what fellowship will lead us to. True fellowship. That's what it will lead us to. Hallelujah. I always remember being a babe in the Lord. Brother Gerritsen would say, if, if we talked about somebody we knew, and even, you know, our old friends or old worldly friends and they came up in discussion and said who is that so we tell them oh no 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 
And he would tell us, not unless you're going to witness to them. Mm -hmm. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Why would you want to hang with them? Mm -hmm. So, praise God. That's why we need to be careful. Some people will respect you, but some people won't. Mm -hmm. If they respect you, that's fine. But some people don't respect you. Yeah. Some people are very obvious and some people aren't. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful when it comes to that. There will be a rehearsal tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, ministerial development, 7 Friday. So we'll be seeing everybody Friday evening. Amen for that. So Lord bless. Have a good evening the rest of this evening. And thank you for coming. Read one another in Jesus' name.